0: Welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Luke chapter 17 is where we're going to start today. And um, I want to tell you what the word thanks means before we begin. Well, y'all have an idea of what thanks means. Uh, Noah Webster defines it as this. Thanks is expression of gratitude, right? It's not just the words thank you. It's not just saying thank you. When you say thanks, you are expressing gratitude. It's an acknowledgement made to express a sense of favor or kindness that you received. Gratitude is the feeling or sentiment excited by kindness and thanks are the expression of that sentiment. Do you understand that? Gratitude is the feeling you have when somebody does something for you, when something is done to you, when something, somebody works on your behalf, you feel gratitude to that person. Thanks is the offering that you give them for the gratitude you feel. Got it? The word thanksgiving and thanks and gratitude, did you know this, is mentioned about 157 times in the word of God. That's a lot of time for something to be talked about in the Bible. Almost 160 times. It means that if something is mentioned that many times, you might want to pay attention to how many times it's said there because it might be a key to your life. Proverbs talks about how life and death is in the power of your words, of your tongue, it says. But it's referring to the words that are on your tongue, life and death. We know the Bible says that out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. What, what are you speaking? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? Or you can split it up this way. Are you giving thanks or are you withholding your thanks? Your words frame your world. Did you hear me? And giving thanks is one of the most important things you can do. Think about this. One of the very first things we teach our babies. One of the very first things. As soon as they begin to utter sounds and begin to speak, is what? Say thank you. I'm giving you something, and what are you supposed to say? I say thank you. You give them a snack, you give them a cracker, you give them a toy, you give them whatever. And you're always over and over again, repetition, over and over again. Every time you do it, you say to them, Say. And then when they don't say thank you, you say, What do you say? What do you say? (laughs) say?" Guys, I want to tell you a secret about Jen. I have heard her to our dogs say to them, what do you say? I don't know why. I don't know why in the world. Yeah, she's convinced that our dogs can duck. And so we we teach children at a very young age To learn this very simple principle of giving thanks. But as we grow and we mature, we lose it in giving thanks to the one that we should really be giving thanks to. And we forget about giving thanks that we should really give thanks for. We become really good at saying, thank you for opening the door. Thank you for passing me the salt. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for this. But in the things that matter eternally and that matter to your existence, we forget about saying thank you. Pretty accurate? Privately, into yourself. Think about the last time that you really took a moment when you paused in your day to give thanks to God. It's probably not for most of us as often or as recent as we think it probably should be, if we are being honest. Let's look at a story about Jesus, real quick. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 is the story of Jesus healing the 10 lepers. These are 10 guys, and we know in this passage of scripture that one of them was a Samaritan. Jews and Samaritans did not get along. They did not like each other. They did not spend time. In fact, if you read the gospels, you will see certain encounters a few different times where Jesus, uh, the disciples didn't wanna go through Samaria. They didn't wanna help Samaritan people. They were surprised that Jesus was talking to Samaritans because there was this great divide between them. But you see in this story that these people, they were both Jews and Samaritans and they just threw away the social divide of what side you're on because they were all lepers and they had this one thing in common. Nobody else would accept them. Nobody else would allow them to be part of their world. And so they bonded together over their sickness and over their disease. Uh, lepers were not allowed coming near people and in fact in this account best guesses um, historically you can't find it anywhere you can't find a requirement in the word of God in the old testament about how far exactly lepers had to stay away but best guesses is they think that lepers were supposed to stay about 50 yards which is about 150-ish feet so just for today's Point of reference, this building from this wall to this wall is about 75 feet. So the people that we show up and we're going to read about here are standing about twice as far as this room is away from Jesus. So it's not a close, intimate, quiet conversation. It's a far away shouting conversation. Which shows you desperation. So Luke chapter 17, verse 11 says, as Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered the village there, 10 lepers stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, master, which is important. They are recognizing his authority. Have mercy on us. That word mercy means this. This is what they were asking for. If you've ever cried out for mercy, if you need God's mercy in your life, this is what this word mercy means. To show mercy, to show compassion, to extend help for the consequences of sin. The general meaning is to have compassion or mercy on a person who is in an unhappy circumstance, implying not merely a feeling for the misfortunes of others involving sympathy, but also an active desire to remove those miseries. This is what these people were crying out for. When they said, have mercy on us, they were saying, work in our lives. Do something that only you can do, which is something you hear us pray often. Jesus, do a work that only you can do. Verse 14 says, he looks at him and says, he doesn't say, Come closer, I can't hear you. Walk over here, I need to see what I'm talking, I need to see what's actually wrong with you. I can't really tell, you're far away. Uh, Hang on guys, I gotta go pray and build up my faith. Guys, I gotta go fast for a while before I can pray for you. I gotta get myself in the right frame of mind. Guys, I'm tired, I've been walking all day, I wanna go lay down and take a nap. Can you just hang out for a couple hours and then I'll come back? Jesus says this to them. He says, go and show yourself to the priest. Here's what's interesting about this, is this isn't Jesus saying, I'm gonna come over there and lay hands on you. See in the Old Testament and Leviticus chapter 14, when a leper was healed from leprosy, when they were actually already healed, when the healing had come and they were no longer a leper, then and only then were they allowed to go show themselves to the priests. But Jesus says, he looks at them, sees their leprosy, sees that they are lepers, and says, go show yourself to the priests. They weren't healed. They were still lepers. You're looking at me like, I think you're wrong about this. (laughs) I'm not wrong about this. Because the next phrase is, and as soon as they left... And as soon as they turned, and as soon as they began to walk, then they were healed. They received their healing in their obedience to the word that Jesus gave them. I don't know what would have happened if they would have just stood there and stared at Jesus, and he stared at them, and he stared at them, and they stared at him. And they're just having a staring contest. Saying, aren't you supposed to do something? Don't you want to touch me? Don't you want to like you know, you spat in the ground and rub that mud in that guy's face? You want to come spit in some dirt and rub me with it? Do you want to like do something? He just said, go show yourself to the priest. It says this. And as they went, everybody say, as they went, as they, went they were cleansed of their leprosy. It was in their steps of faith, trusting that Jesus had said this to them and obeying him that they were healed. And it says in verse 15, one of them, everybody say one. One One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! Wow! Wow! Holy moly! Oh my gosh! I'm going to the movies tonight! A table for one, please. Listen, these guys were ostracized. They were castaways. They could not come near people. This guy's healed. The other nine are doing what Jesus said. Listen, if you go look in Leviticus 14, which is the chapter you were referring to this morning, which I thought was so ironic. Leviticus chapter 14 lists these massive requirements. They had to go to the priest. They had to bring offerings. They had to shave all their hair off. Then they had to go sit outside for eight days. They couldn't go be part of the community. And then after those eight days were up, then they had to shave their hair again, including their eyebrows. Super weird and then go and get anointed with oil. And the anointing with the oil had to be on their right ear, their, their, their right thumb, and their right toe. These weird requirements. And then finally, after all this was done, then they could go be part of the community. But interestingly enough here, these guys don't show up. Only one guy comes back to say, wow, oh my gosh, I was healed. And he comes back to do what? The Bible says he comes back saying, praise God. He falls to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him. The gratitude that he felt inside of him, the gratitude that he was experiencing for what had been done to him was moving his mouth to action to say thanks. I want to remind you that today the Spirit of God is saying that your dams in your life are going to break as you begin to open your mouth and give God thanks. You say, you don't know my life. You don't know how bad my marriage is. You don't know how bad my finances is. You don't know how bad my family dynamics are. You don't know what the doctor has said about me. You don't know what was done to me. You don't know my history. You don't know this, that, or the other. In fact, man, I don't think you know anything. What I do know is that when you begin to give God thanks, it works on your behalf and God begins to move because you are thanking him in faith. And just like the leper, they said, go, show yourself the priest. And it says, as they went, as they began to move, then they were healed. It says, this guy was a Samaritan. This guy wasn't even a Jew. Verse 17. I love Jesus' response. And this is what punches me in the gut. Jesus says, didn't I heal 10 of you? Didn't I heal 10 people? This guy's lying on the ground, giving God thanks, saying, praise God, praise God, I'm healed. I'm going to Sizzler. (laughs) Is Sizzler still around, Jesus? My child, I'm sorry. says it's been gone a long time. <laughs> it didn't make it. And Jesus says, where's everybody else? I think many of us, none of us here, of course. Churches down the road. We're like those other nine. Like those 90%. You like percentages? 10% gave thanks to Jesus for what he had done in their life. 90% just went off, went on their way, did their own thing. And Jesus is standing there saying, where's everybody else? I healed 10 of you. Where's the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Jesus says to them, stand up, man. Go your way. Your faith has healed you. Thanksgiving is your pathway to the freedom that God has for you. Go with me to First Thessalonians chapter 5. Yeah, come on. I had a thought
1: while you were saying that. I had a new thought while you were saying that. And two of the words that you guys might remember this the Lord gave to Pastor Jake for this year were intentionality. actually just preached about this in alignment. And when you were talking about the dam breaking through Thanksgiving, and just, I've heard so many of your words that the Lord has given many of you through the fast about the church, I was thinking about alignment and one of the things Thanksgiving does, it aligns us with the heart of God, you know? And I thought I'm going to go to the book of Revelation and see one of the first songs that they sang in heaven because one of the words is that people have been getting over and over again is that it's going to be a year of open heavens and that as we release Thanksgiving to God that we're going to actually position ourselves giving thanks to the Lord will actually position us under an open heaven and I think I think probably the heavens are actually always open, yeah. you know? But what it does is that Thanksgiving aligns our, right. yeah, aligns yeah. our heart with with the with the heart of God, because redemptively, right. redemptively, we are thankful people. I believe that in heaven, there's probably a lot of Thanksgiving going on, and I want to read this to you as best as I can without my glasses. Okay, in Revelation, uh, chapter 4, verse, does that say verse 9? It says, whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks... Mm-hmm to him who sit on the throne, who lives forever and ever. And then it talks about how they fall down and then they sing this song. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. It goes on. But it says honor and thanks. I think it aligns ourselves I under so an too. open heaven. Yeah.
0: I, th- I think what God was trying to show us with that picture of the dam is that your thanksgiving or your unthanksgiving, unthankfulness, lack of thanksgiving, thank you, is the gate on which God is able to work and move in your life. I think when you are unthankful in your life, that it closes that gate. I think when you raise your hands and give thanks to God, even the darkest night, that it opens that gate and God is able to work in your life. Listen, listen to me, I, I, believe, I believe this is key to freedom and victory in many of our lives. Listen to me, I, I, tr- I truly believe, listen, I I'm not gonna take the time to explain this to you. I think my timer is wrong on the screen. It's wrong, isn't it, Jane? Um, but scientists have done study after study after study after study. And even scientists have figured out that if you are thankful, It changes everything. They've they've figured out that if you are thankful in your life, they have figured out that people who are more grateful and thankful and do things like have a thankfulness journal where they take intentional time and sit down and like write down one thing or two things or three things, what they're thankful for today, they have found out things like it lowers heart, the, the risk of heart disease. They found out that it's lower depression, that people that are more thankful have a lower level of depression. They found out things like your diastolic blood pressure. For those people who are more thankful, they found out that your diastolic blood pressure, the, the, the pumping of your blood on the way out, I think, it is stronger. They just, They found out all kinds of things that happen physically when you are more thankful. And all it's doing is showing us that, yeah, Maybe the Lord Jesus Christ knows what he's talking about when he tells us over and over again to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, 17, and 18 says this. Always be joyful. That doesn't mean you're the court jester. Doesn't mean you gotta fake it. Doesn't mean you gotta tell jokes all the time. It means you've just gotta always be joyful. It means that in the darkest days of your life that you will choose joy. It means no matter what you're dealing with or what you're walking through or what the circumstances or how bad that storm outside your window is that you're going to choose joy in the middle of that circumstance because joy comes in the morning. Then he goes on and says this, never stop praying. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. What is prayer? It's, It's you talking to the Lord. And you can pray all the time. You can pray at Sizzler. If Sizzler still existed, you could pray at Sizzler. Listen, you need to Google what Sizzler is, okay? Apparently, I have a real soft spot in my heart for Sizzler. Beef? Steak. Taco. You can can pray sitting in the drive-thru with Tim Hortons. You can pray when you're sitting in the doctor's appointment. You can pray when you're sitting in traffic. What is it? It's just you talking to the Lord. He says, always be praying. You need to be in constant communication and conversation with the Lord. Where am I supposed to drive, Lord? You tell me, man. This is is your business. This is your company. You you, you told me to start this thing, so you tell me where you want to go. I'll drive wherever you want me to go. You tell me where to go. I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to follow you. Always be praying. Then he goes on. And this is the one that's just so flooring sometimes. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances. All means, you ready for this? Yeah. Every single one. All of them. I love the word all because it's so completely encompassing. There's no wiggle room. There's no asterisks beside the word all. There's not some lawyer who, when you read the scripture, reads in really fast, like commercial tones, reading all the exceptions when all doesn't apply. Except in these circumstances. (laughs) May include death. Let me read this to you in the Passion Translation. Let joy be your continual feast. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Let joy be what you eat, what you feast on, what you dine upon. When you sit down to eat, let it be joy. Make your life a prayer. Make your life a prayer. What does that mean? It means your whole life is a life of prayer. Where you were talking to the Lord nonstop. Where it's just not like, oh, well, it's 6.15 in the morning. I gotta pray for three minutes. Get in my daily prayer time. No, your life is a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. For this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus this morning? (laughs) You're all like, well, if I answer this, then he's going to say it's a trick question. That means it includes me. Well, you're right. This does include you. This is directions to you. I want to read three scriptures to you here as we close. I sure, hope you're, I sure hope you're hearing this. I sure hope you're understanding it, and you're not just looking at me up here talking, but you're listening to the Spirit of God speak to you today. This is a key to freedom for you. This is a key to victory for you. Like Pastor Jen said, This is a key of alignment, of you aligning yourself, of you beginning to give thanks to God for what he's done, for what he's doing, and maybe for what he's still going to do. Yes. That's right. That's right. Did you hear that? That's right. Psalm 103. I want to read this to you in the New King James. It says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction and who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Verse five says, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I don't think you're nearly as excited about that passage of scripture as you should be. This is what Pastor Jen was just talking about. Look at, what, look at who he is and look at what he's done for us. And we give thanks to him for these things. I want to read to you Isaiah chapter 12, verse 4 and 5 from the Good New Translation. It says, a day is coming, and I think a day is here, when people will sing, give thanks to the Lord. Call for him to help you. Tell all the nations what he has done. Tell them how great he is. Sing to the Lord because of the great things he has done. Let the whole world hear the news. Are you hearing this? Not are you hearing this. Are you hearing this? Get your head out of the way and hear with your heart. Hear with your spirit. Jesus liked to say, let him who has ears to hear, hear. One last verse. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. The New King James says, oh, oh, oh. Oh, he's so good. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy, for his mercy, the mercy that we don't deserve. Hey, now, we don't. It endures. It lasts. It will live on forever. Hallelujah. Woo! Why do we give thanks to the Lord? Because he's good. Because he's good. Yeah, all the time. And his mercy endures to us. It lasts forever. You know what that means? It means you can never outrun God's mercy. Remember the Energizer bunny? Yeah, Energizer had some great quick converse, commercials in the 90s. Had that Australian guy. What was this, Energizer, it'll surprise ya. Yeah, it's like Australian guy and he was like, Energizer, it'll surprise ya. He also was bald, wait a minute. Guys, stand up with me. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Oh, come on. Thanksgiving is your key, is your pathway to freedom, to victory. I got, the, I got the worst sickness in the world. You don't know what's going on inside my body. And you want me to begin to give thanks to God? Give thanks in every circumstance, even in this circumstance? Yeah. Yeah, not me. The Lord wants you to do that. Why? Because as you begin to give thanks to Him, In the darkest storm, it aligns your heart. It lines you up with who he is and what he says and what he believes. And it's you by faith, just like the leper stepping out and doing what he said to do. And as you begin to raise your hands, and as you begin to give thanks to God, you're trusting him, saying, it doesn't look like it right now in the natural, but I'm going to thank you anyways. I'm going to give you praise anyways, because I know that you're Jehovah Rapha. I know that you're the God that heals. You're the great physician. I know that your word says that by your stripes on the cross, I am healed. So I'm going to stand right here, right now, and give thanks to you and say, Thank you, Jesus, for your healing power. You don't want to say, Thank you, Jesus, even though my family is a mess even though none of them know the Lord, even though my kids are crazy and they all hate me and they don't like this, they won't get together. Yeah, I want you to go stand right in the middle of that circumstance and lift your hand to say, God, you are the repairer, you are the restorer. I thank you that you're at work, that you're not willing that any should perish. And so Father, I thank you that you are creating ways to, to show yourself to my family to reveal yourself, to repair the broken relationships, to restore what the enemy has stolen. God, I just thank you that you're at work but it doesn't look like it, I know. You want me to give thanks for my spouse, the worst spouse in the world? You don't know them, but they're terrible. They neglect me. They never talk to me. I'm so alone. I, so, I feel so unloved. I feel so neglected. None of my needs are met. I feel like I do everything. You want me to say thank you to the Lord for that person? Yeah, I want you to go stand right in the middle of that. And I want you to begin to say thank you, Jesus, for this person that you brought into my life. Thank you for my spouse, Father. That they have a heart for you. Father, I thank you that you teach me to love them like like you want me to love them. Father, I thank you that you are working in this situation that even though I don't know how it's gonna work out, I'm trusting you that you're gonna do something that nobody else, that no counselor, that no psychologist, that no psychiatrist, that no medical doctor, that nobody else can do. But I'm trusting you and I'm saying thank you that you're at work in this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing a song in just a moment. But I want to give you a chance with your own mouth and your own words and your own voice to begin to thank the Lord. Like, I don't know what to say. There are so many things you could thank Him for. You could thank Him for your life. You could thank Him for provision. You could thank Him for your healing. You could thank Him for your kids. You could thank Him for any number of a thousand things, but listen to me. If you're standing here right now and you say, I can't think of anything to say thank you for, then just begin to say, thank you, Jesus. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you a secret that I have learned. As you open your mouth and begin to say, thank you, Jesus, suddenly, this is what happens to me every time, is He begins to ask me questions. While I'm saying thank you, Jesus, what are you thankful for? And then suddenly I'm reminded of something that He's done or something that I have. And I begin to say, thank you, Jesus, that you're my provider, that you meet every one of my needs, spirit, soul, and body. Thank you, Jesus, that you're my healer, that you're my redeemer. So we're going to take 30 seconds Not yet. We're gonna take 30 seconds. And I want every person in here to begin to say, thank you, Jesus, and begin to say what you're thankful for. And if you can't think of anything to say thank you for specifically, then you just begin to say, thank you, Jesus. And watch what happens and watch what begins to come out of your mouth. 30 seconds, 30 seconds of giving thanks. 30 seconds of your 24 hour day, we're gonna take to begin to align ourselves with Him and His thoughts. And as we say, thank you, I'm telling you what, those logs in the beaver dam of your life, they're beginning to shake loose. They're beginning to break apart. And God is beginning to work and move. Amen? 30 seconds, all right, here we go. One, two, three, let's go. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that you are so good. Father, we thank you that you sent your Son to die on the cross for us. Father, we thank you that Jesus is our Redeemer, that Jesus was our sacrifice. Father, we thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who meets every one of our needs. That you meet our needs Spirit, that you meet our needs soul, and that you meet our needs body. Father, we say thank you for everything you've done. We say thank you for everything you're going to do. Father, I thank you for my wife. Father, I thank you for my... kids father I thank you that you are our healer look at that and we're already out of 30 seconds let's worship the Lord thanks so much for joining us today we hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit his love and his life are filling you right now if you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more and if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And though one more thing before we go, we just want to remind you that you were made for hope.